Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live this morning from 9 a.m. Houston, Texas, Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, and let people know that you were here and listening to my show. You can get reminders of upcoming shows. It's all free. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can call using the telephone or Skype. You can listen on your phone or your computer. If you're calling in and you want to ask a question, just hit the number 1 and I'll know that you would like to ask a question. I also want to remind you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics spirituality, the coming changes, all the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. I've been sending this newsletter out for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you would go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. I do not share email addresses with anyone because your privacy is important. I may be coming to you from 9 a.m. Central Time, but our guest, Suzanne Taylor, is coming to us from 7 a.m. That's Pacific Time. And so hats off to anybody who can get up that early to be interviewed. It's very brave. (laughs) um, Suzanne, I have interviewed once before. She is a really fascinating person. She has been holding, I I call them soirees, at her home in Los Angeles uh, for a really long time now with fascinating people showing up. And it was through this particular activity that she began uh, becoming interested in crop formations and visited them for many years before she made a film called What on Earth? And I've seen this film, and it is so awesome. It is a really great film. So I'm really excited to interview her again today and to hear more about the crop circle season and her experiences with all of that. So let's open the line now to Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Well, hi, Lois. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. it gets worse. Radio being, of course, available all over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you do a show that originates in other places, you could be getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so <laughs> 7 o'clock is already human, you know. I am yeah. at human time now, but it's not always. <laughs> I'll tell you, my guides gave me this time, and I thought, 9 a.m. on a Friday? Seriously? But do you know that I have a, an incredibly huge following um, in Europe? Because it's afternoon over there. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I'm going, oh, okay. No well, wonder. I'm with you here, so I'm an early riser, so it's okay. <laughs> well, thank you again for being and here. And, of course, I love talking about crop circles, so you can get me any time to do that. <laughs> me too. So it, I've seen your film, and I think it's outstanding. And I want to tell everybody the name of it, again, is What on Earth? And the name of the website, remind us of the name of the website where they should go to order this film or to learn Oh, more. well, get yourself immediately to CropCircleMovie.com. You'll actually see the trailer there, and uh, then you'll just know that you have to own this DVD, which also has an hour of bonus material in it. So uh, everybody loves my movie, I'm very happy to tell you. So oh, CropCircleMovie.com is your pipeline. CropCircleMovie.com. Yeah, now we also we have a new wrinkle, Lois. I don't even know if you know this, but we're also on iTunes now for people you know who just want to watch it and don't own, don't want to own it and won't see my mm-hmm. hour of wonderful bonus material. It is on iTunes. Just do a little search on iTunes for What on Earth, and you can search for Crop Circles. It'll come up that way also. Wow. I don't know about all this media stuff changing so fast. It's like it, a whirlwind. I can't keep up with it all. But Isn't that's that the really truth? Exciting. It's well, so exciting for the people who've got the little iPads. They can do everything with that. I, I haven't uh, decided to master that yet. but No, I'm, I'm not masterful on that front either, but indeed it all keeps burgeoning and blossoming and growing and changing. 
you know, things like Facebook, they change their rules all the time. You think, oh, let's see, have I possibly figured Facebook out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, they've changed it again. So, yeah. oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell me what's been going on this crop circle season. Is there anything people need to know about, or is there any particular um formation that you want to talk about or where do you want to start today well i'll just tell you the crop circle season is better in italy than it is in england right now and uh, yeah mm -hmm. italy's having a very good year and england is having a very strange year uh now it's early july Uh is the major month in england but june is a pretty um you know uh build up to the major month and it has not been um, as good a season as we've had in a long time. Um, and it could be because the hoaxers have become vicious. And mm-hmm. I hope you screen calls if any come in, because they tend to be watching for anything that shows up, um, and they attack. Uh, previously the hoaxer aspect of things and and you know there is a hoaxer aspect there's been one all along and in fact as the circles have gotten better the hoaxers have gotten better um they they've acquired good ge- a good geometer good geometers uh where it used to be you could look at a formation and it was ridiculous geometry it was just you know somebody drew a de- a design that didn't have harmony and you know, the essence of actually the brilliant geometry with which the real phenomenon is designed, um, with sacred geometry being at the heart of it. And sacred geometry is the design of our universe. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the the Everything in the universe follows, if you reduce it to geometry, the way our bodies are put together, the way plants grow, it's all sacred geometry. And uh, one of the aspects of the phenomenon is that there, whatever this mysterious source is, sure is good at geometry and they keep coming up with the most imaginative ways to make these designs uh and uh, until whatever maybe i don't know i think it was about eight years ago or so all of a sudden good geometry started to show up in the hoaxer designs uh but they were they were rather you know what that tells me suzanne that tells me that there's somebody with a lot of money who wants to convince the people of this planet that the crop circles are not real. So we have to take a look at, and not that I want to give those people a lot of airtime, but we have to take a good hard look at, you know, in our own, inside of ourselves, like, you know, why would people with a lot of money, for example, governments of the earth, want to convince us there are no strange phenomena going on that they're not in control of? Something well, that's beyond their ability. dollar question, if that analogy still holds <laughs> decades after that that program was on the air, it is the big question. What is what is sourcing uh, the hoaxer aspect of things? Because they get no credit. Uh, if they did, they'd be arrested. Uh, they can't just go into fields and make these things. Uh, they uh, have to do go go through a rather arduous process. Uh, year after year, night after night, to be out in usually, frequently terrible weather. Uh, they, the, the, the formations come down in, you know, England has very, um, you know, spotty weather. A lot of it is rainy and cold. And although it also <laughs> it also can be, we were there one summer when people were dying all over Europe. It was so hot. And imagine being out in wheat fields. But nonetheless, uh what what in, what what gets these hoaxers doing this? And you know it doesn't really make any sense unless they're somehow being supported. And then oh my gosh, what's that all about? And mm-hmm. at some level, you might think that what it's all about is that this is a real threat to the to the status quo. In some way, it kind of reinforces the fact that something really significant is going on. Or you know why would any auspice bother? Um, mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, uh, do such a really extensive and arduous kind of thing. So uh, here we are. And it, currently, if you know, you have to guess about a lot of what the real phenomenon is doing. They're not talking to us directly. 
and so you have to sort of make surmises about why are they doing what they do, what the you know all of the um, unknowns about what source is is up to. Uh, but with the season being so um, contracted, you might say, perhaps it's because you know if you just try to get in the mind of whatever this is, it's bigger than us. That's actually seeming to. Uh, be helping us, be be giving us indications that we're not alone, which would help us tremendously if we actually knew that it would change our whole worldview. Uh, but if, in fact, you're this lovely, benign, helping, serving source, and all of a sudden you're dealing with uh, so much negativity and so much conflict, uh, would you really continue to offer your gifts? I don't know. Uh, it sort of makes sense that the uh, gifts have been moved around. You know, why? okay, let's move them to some place that's not going to be such a uh, rat's nest. And in fact, last season, if you looked at the, pa- at the pattern of um, the geography of where the circles arrived last season, where there were a significant number of good, good formations in England, a lot of them were not in the heart of the territory where they normally occur, uh, where the where the major number of them occur. The Wilshire County and Hampshire County are the hub of crop circle activity. It always has been that way. And last year there were a lot of them in outlying areas in England, places that had never gotten them before, uh, that surrounded the area where they usually had come. So last year we were speculating about this also. Is it too nasty right in the middle of it all? And uh, are they making a little protest or or demonstration or reaction? I have a theory on that that you may or may not have already heard. Yeah, and it is uh, something I read that Cryon has said, which is as the magnetic grid is shifting, certain areas are becoming more important in terms of their sacred energy. And these, uh, you know, they're saying, uh, he's saying, Cryon is, that Glastonbury is more intense with sacred energy and the Stonehenge area less so, Sedona, Arizona less so, Mount Shasta more so. So perhaps as the magnetic grid shifts, because at the time, you know, that is absolutely going on. NASA will even tell you that this is going on on this planet, that maybe that's the explanation. Well, maybe honestly, so. you I don't know, think again, there's any hum, human nastiness that's going to bother these, what I believe to be, are um, illustrious beings who are above all of that. I mean, that's just my theory. Well, you know, we're all theorizing. You know, until yeah. they come and shake our hands, it's all theory. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that makes sense. You know, it does make sense. Um, but, you know, we are somewhat scratching our heads. You know, we got to get used to our... Um, the regularity of what has gone on, and when when it's different, it's you know scratching our heads, or you know who, who knows who, who knows what it is. And you know we're still watching. Uh, the season is really early, and uh, we can't you know even make conclusions about this season yet. But I'm just giving you a few early indications. Uh, and boy, you know getting. Uh, the Internet being so available for everybody and a place for communication, you know, the minute anything positive shows up about the circles, it's like they're preying on it. They're they're watching for it. Uh, all of a sudden you're being assaulted. And, the you know, it isn't – there's plenty of conversation to be had, you know, curiosity, what's going on, um, speculation. Uh, it's such a fascinating phenomenon. It deserves all that. But the energy of this uh, negative force, this 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 assault, is so uh, unpleasant. I mean, they name call and they, you know, it's ugly. Uh, so, and, and then you know, you just kind of ache for this gorgeous phenomenon being so subject to something, and and so a phenomenon that could really help us so much. It could change mm-hmm. our our negative perspective on earth the way we we are small minded and so violent with one another and you know needing really but a all of that negativity all that negativity is on its way out oh and the more please. we focus yeah. on 
on the positive that's coming in and the less we focus on the negative that's leaving and, and having its death throes and making racket, I think the the easier it is for the positive energy to come in. So are there any new crop formations that you want to talk about that have occurred, say, in the last couple of weeks? Any well, there, there aren't special? any in particular that I would point to. There isn't anything that's got everybody going gaga or, you know, finding them fascinating. But I would tell your listeners that we have fortunately a wonderful place where everybody can uh, be privy to them as they come in, uh, see the patterns and also see the conversation, uh, the speculations about what the meanings of them are and uh, any interesting, you know, data about them, things that occur in, in them, like, you know, your batteries fail and all that sort of thing. Well, whatever goes goes on, there is a very, very active research community these are the good guys and uh it's not only a research community but there's a worldwide uh larger research community being the people who gather in england every summer from all over the world a particular group of people and i'm part of that actually uh, but the um there there are also people who are plugged in all over the world who come from different disciplines and there's a lot of information encoded in the phenomenon uh, that you wouldn't recognize if you're not a chemist or a geologist or whatever it is, um, that uh, they, the, the, the observations, calculations, um, you know, reports about the fascinating content of these will be posted. Uh, it's cropcircleconnector.com. And, you know, anybody who's interested in crop circles, that's the place as they come in uh, to be aware of what's going on. So um, I would just, you know, really, and it's just, you know, fascinating to get on there. And you'll see everything that's come in so far this year uh, as it comes in. They They get them up really quickly. So that's yeah, they're awesome about out. that. I mean, they go up in helicopters and photograph these things and get them online within a day or two. They do. It's well, you incredible know, incredible dedication. I admire that so much. Well, people wonder uh, frequently about why England. You know, why, why, why does this phenomenon center in England? And again, we're we're in the world of speculation. Don't know, but um, as we speculate about it, we have. In fact, if you see my movie, you'll see we, we have a little uh, speculation sequence in there, why England. And one of the possibilities is because there's so much private aviation, it's a little area, uh, and the planes are going back and forth, and the helicopters are going back and forth all the time. And it, so if you could picture, for instance, the United States, and where would you where, where would you find an area that was – so under observation all the time so that moment you know as these come in you know within whatever very short time of them coming in some plane will spot them and they all know over there to uh, report you know to let people know that uh that you know they know where where to let people know because you you know mm-hmm. you're really dealing in a little neighborhood almost and mm-hmm. um so this is very fortunate that uh we have a, a situation like that so that we can have a research community, so that we can study them, that we can track them this way. Um, so, I mean, it's not the only reason that we speculate as to why they're in England. And, in fact, the reason I like the best, uh, that's just the kind of handy reason, uh, practical reason, but the reason that I like the best is, um, or the speculative reason I like the best, is because this little area is ancient sacred landscape, uh, Stonehenge being the most famous of the artifacts, but that's only one of countless hundreds, whatever, uh, stone circles, tumuli, uh, burial mounds, ancient uh, forts. They call them forts. Uh, the buildings aren't there anymore, but the, um, the, the land structures are there where you know that that was uh, territory that uh was occupied and it was and it was there was a lot of sacred ceremony and again picture stonehenge as your kind of prime example um that everybody under, everybody knows about uh so there are the crop circles they've picked this little area of ancient sacred awareness and um 
you know, if you think, why, why are these circles here? You know, what what is in the mind of this force that is visiting us and seemingly trying to help us? Um, and I think uh, I like the thought that it's calling us back to a time when we were much more respectful of life, uh, when we felt ourselves to be part of nature, uh, not using it and alienated from it or... Uh, um, it, 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 it actually actually um abusing it oh, I couldn't think of the word uh you know that that we were we were we were feeling like nature was us and we had a feeling of life being you know this uh not this kind of alienated uh mechanical sort of thing but you know very imbued with the the beauty of nature and so the crop circles landing near these um, kinds of reminders of who we uh, actually are, you, you used to understand ourselves to be, and need to understand ourselves to be again. I really like that idea. And actually, all over the world, including the United States, which has had hundreds of circles, although in the last couple of years uh, it's been skinny, but prior to that, uh, we have a history of lots of crop circles, never in one spot, not not so concentrated, making local news wherever they land, but not national news. People would be very surprised. Uh, I, I wish I knew the number. I've got to look up that number. But there are hundreds that we've had in the United States. But they, wherever they land all over the world, they tend to land um, near something ancient uh, at, that we would Sacred is um, maybe too broad a word, but, but for instance, in America they'll land near Indian burial grounds, or we have these we have these pyramid kind of things in America and mounds that were human made that uh, are again seemingly part of ancient sacred ritual. Well, that's where the crop circles will land um, all you over know, the world. There's a, there's a theory though that's being explored right now about those Indian mounds. Yes. which were were um, sacred sites, but not necessarily burial grounds. A lot of these mounds are, are believed, now that they've got the satellite imaging, they're beginning to believe that these are ancient pyramids that are covered under so much dirt that all that's left is a bump. And the American Indians were uh, above them getting healing energy to come up out of the pyramids. So there there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of study going on right now. So why were the pyramids put there? Again, back to my theory of ley lines. That would be if the pyramids were put there because the ley lines were crisscrossing in an important way, then, of course, that would be a good reason for the crop formations to show up there, too. That's just a theory that I've heard recently. Well, I think, yeah, the, the, you know, don't you wish you really could see into uh, all those ancient realities and you know you really knew what was what was going on on this earth what had got i mean you know of course we look at the pyramids and all of those and oh you know i want to know those things uh did you were you tuned into that ancient alien series which i believe is also coming back again on the history channel yeah yeah well i thought they did a fabulous job uh they uh i was on the uh, first season the third show they did a crop circle segment and i was uh, one of their crop circle experts but i loved watching that show that took you into so many more of the kinds of things that um you know we you know we all know about the pyramids and we know about stonehenge uh and um but the ancient aliens takes you to so many things that uh you really didn't know about that are equally Inexplicable. Uh, I, I sometimes write about that stuff. I, I, I should also tell people that I have a wonderful blog. It's called theconversation.org. And um, if um, you, you get on there, you can actually get on my mailing list, and then you know when I put up something um, that uh, – not. A, I, I don't send out a lot of mail. Um, I, I tend to bunch things, and after I get a few new things up, I'll send out uh, an email. But I – post things about that all of these things that are beyond the beyond you know the things that are for real um but uh we can't explain them they they absolutely cannot be explained according to uh our ordinary reality like the pyramids 
how in the world did they do that? And so I'm fascinated by all of that stuff, and um, I, you know, frequently write about those things. But Ancient Aliens is a fabulous series. You can get it on, uh, I believe, on iTunes, uh, and you certainly can buy the DVDs of it. But it, you know, anybody who's interested in this sort of thing would just love that. So. Um, well, you know, I there's another thing it. that what you were saying beyond what you were just saying to, to follow through on that is that what if you could go back and see what was going on? Uh, someone I know has written a book about that, and they contacted six people who were able to go in and read the Akashic records, and without allowing them to talk to each other or know what locations they would be seeing, they were shown slides and, and then were to go in and look at the Akashic records and see what happened at that location. and. Sometimes they got the same thing, and sometimes they got different time periods for the same location. And I was one of those six people they called in, and the person really? who was conference, Yeah, I read the Akashic Records. In fact, I've written a book on it, Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives. It just got, I just published it uh, in March. It's on Amazon now. Wow, um, but, I didn't know that. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the person who wrote this book on the uh, sacred sites in Akashic Records is Peggy Sue Skipper. And the person who uh, whose idea it was, um, or they had the idea together, and who uh, sort of, shall we say, bankrolled it, was the the man, uh, Dr. Samir, or Sam Osmanagic, who discovered the pyramids in Bosnia. He's also a Houstonian, so he's got a home in Bosnia now, and he also has a home and business in Houston. And um, he and I have become somewhere between good buddies and close acquaintances uh, uh-huh. since then. But the book's been written, written and it's called um, Ancient History Beyond the Veil. Oh, love it. Yeah, I, yeah. I do skipper, and many of us saw the same things. We described them slightly differently, and then some of us would see something at a location and see a different time period. But we saw things like, you know, how did they get the, the Egyptians, how did they get the stones lifted up into a certain location? And, well, they used sound technology and changed the mass of the stones so that they could float them. Gosh, I should be interviewing you, Lois. <laughs> but that's really, yes, yeah, sound is mentioned as one of the possibilities. But, of course, how did they know that stone? What, what, Where's the source of their knowledge? Is it from uh, well, being visited from elsewhere? Here's what, what a lot of people say. I mean, there's Walter Cruttenden has written a book called uh, The Great Year, and he says that uh, there's a natural cycle of cultural evolution that's several hundreds of thousands of years long and that uh, we have a downward cycle and at the bottom it's called the Kali Yuga and then you come back up and at the uh, top of this cycle is um, you know the golden age of mankind where we can do things that we would normally attribute to the gods and many of those techniques, those things that we used to know how to do were just something human beings could do. And that the the civilization has just barely come out of the deepest, darkest part of the Dark Ages, which ended about two or three hundred years ago, around seventeen hundred. So and, we would attribute uh, that. Would we attribute that to evolution in that cycle, as opposed well, to visitation the, from elsewhere? You know, I'm sure we've had visitation from elsewhere, but what Cruttenden says is that human beings have been on this planet, and this is what I've seen when looking into the Akashic Records. We've been here over 500,000 years. Well, when you when you tune into some of the ancient aliens things, and then there was that wonderful book, um, Forbidden Archaeology, that came out some years ago um, that uh, also gave you uh, things that were in coal and, you know, as they would mine things that were oh, yeah. probably day, older than that, dig, you know. Oh, yeah, you can dig a well really deep, and people are pulling things up from really deep wells, yeah. like coins from civilizations no one yeah. knows anything about, and they put it on a museum shelf and say, well, there's another anomaly. Right. No one attempts to explain it. And the explanation is merely that as plants and animals decay, they create soil, and up over hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of year, years, that soil builds up. And well, covers. I think there's another explanation as well. I think that's one, but I think there's another one as well, which is um, the um, Ice Age changed the sea level. And do that's you, do you follow Graham Hancock at all? Oh, yeah. Well, he's just one of my absolute favorites, and one of the things that Graham Hancock does is dive, uh, and he's dived, 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 
that doesn't sound right, but uh, all over the world. And um, what he's found is that way down uh, in our ocean reality that has never been uh, explored, or what do you do, you know, Archaeologists work under the ocean. Whatever, whatever would would investigate. There are he's discovered ruins all over the world that are way down, you know, under the ocean, never explored, never, never, you know, investigated. And and um, all along clearly, the of our coast, there are cities that have been yeah. covered as the water level came up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so clearly, there have been civilizations way sure. back before we even uh would acknowledge that you know there were we were capable of such a thing we've got to rewrite the history books um but you know that happens eventually and as the progression of uh evolution happens you get too many anomalies in any kind of uh belief system and eventually the belief system has to reconfigurate and and include all the anomalous information in a new belief system that's bigger, broader, you know, more comprehensive, what have you. And um, we certainly have uh, a significant uh, number of th- things that are impossible that are there, you know, mm-hmm. that at some point... Um, hopefully soon, Uh, and of course that's why I love the crop circles because they're not just the old things that we can't explain, they're happening uh, alive and, you know, uh, there's something quite different about the interaction, something interacting with us than than what's been left as clue, or they weren't left as clues, but we use them as clues to the fact that we haven't got the right story but certainly we don't have a story that includes um engagement with uh intelligence from off planet so uh there's there there's so much pressure on the system now as it stands to you know open its mind open the collective mind and rethink uh all of our assumptions about where we came from, what we're doing here, how old we are, all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm i always kind of just chomping at the bit. What could it have been? What's going on? What's beyond us here? You know, you look up in the night sky and, oh, my God, it's just so incredibly awesome uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, you just burn for desire to you know see through these things so but but that also keeps us kind of juicy and keeps uh keeps our our minds as we allow ourselves to speculate or to be impressed by all these things um you know in this world being rather difficult and somewhat imploded uh it's wonderful to me to have this kind of wide open uh curiosity that that I know there's more, and um, so you know that's why I really love being involved with the, with crop circles and being able to speak about them and you know talk to people in this kind of open-minded, more expanded way. So it's very. Can I, I ask? Think, can I ask you a question? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that the these beings who are uh, do you think it's possible? I'm speculating now. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. Okay. Um, so people can turn it over in their minds that they don't come from other stars necessarily or other planets necessarily, but other dimensional frequencies which we cohabit. Absolutely. In other words, okay. Cause see, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's just our little science fiction and also all the UFO stuff, unidentified, you know, that makes us think of um, the uh, hardcore, you know, planetary system and um that we would be getting um uh, visits from other inhabited places but the truth is we we've made you know that that's just enough, that's more speculation and who knows where you know they speculate about or not speculate the scientists tell us about multiple universes other dimensions um you know another thing about other dimensions back to Graham Hancock who I always you know kind of uh hot, He's on my mind a lot because I think he's doing some of the most fascinating uh, work and and making the most fascinating speculations. He's also just the loveliest human being. You love listening to him. GrahamHancock.com. He's got lots of um, um, 
interviews on his site that you can listen to that I, I just find wonderful. I post about him also on theconversation.org frequently. But, you know, he's dealing with the uh, other dimensional reality, the uh, concreteness about other dimensions. When he talks about cave paintings that are 30,000 B.C., having symbology in them that is the same symbols that, and presumably the shamans were doing those cave paintings, uh, which I learned from him. Uh, there was this kind of um, access to the unseen world and coming out as symbols that were uh, on, you know, painted or or what uh, created uh, in the caves, and the symbology being the same as this um, current ayahuasca. Uh, you know, the LSD of I think of of our generation is ayahuasca. Uh, it's pretty widespread uh, that hallucinogenic that people are taking, and a very um, not a not a not a uh, entertainment kind of thing, but an inter- no, it's part of the sacred shamanic journey. Yes. and the danger that we got into in the '60s was that we didn't know that hallucinogenics should not be done without the protection of a shaman. Really, really, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and exactly. they've always been used for hundreds of thousands of years in shamanic ceremony because these plants are guardians to other densities. I don't use the word dimension unless I absolutely have to to make myself understood, but these other densities, these other frequential um, realms where the beings who inhabit them are vibrating at a different frequency but inhabiting the same space that we are and and the plants have always existed on behalf of mankind as a gateway and uh, if you ever read Daniel Pinchbeck's book uh, Breaking Open the Head he and a group of other people have chronicled the types of beings that inhabit the different worlds that these different plants hold um the door or the gateway to and everybody whether they know about these beings or not when they ingest that particular plant in a in a sacred ceremony setting where a shaman has protected everyone and continues to throughout the entire journey they see the same beings whether they know they're supposed to or not well this is wonderful lois you are really tuned in because indeed it's the same symbols on those 30,000-year-old cave paintings as the people, yep. the shamans now or the people now who are ingesting ayahuasca will go to that same uh, place and find the same um, creatures. And so, hey, there's a place, <laughs> and it's not it's here. Right. You know, I mean, it, it kind of, it's testimony to the fact that there, whatever you call it, dimension or what's, what's the word that you use? Density. Let me density. tell you why I say density. Yeah, that's because fine. That's I've, fine. I've been talking to extra-dimensional beings from Sirius and bringing in a form of energy medicine called Adena, and they told me it's called densities. And when I was watching your movie, I had a serious freak out because they're the only ones I've ever heard say it's not dimensions, it's densities. And if you use the right word, you'll be able to comprehend what's going on more easily. Yes, I heard Daniel, Daniel Pinchbeck said the same that. thing. And no one seemed to be paying attention to him. And I'm going, hey, wait, listen to what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time yeah, I've Daniel ever Pinchback heard anyone else movie. say it. You know, Daniel and my movie. Are we talking at the same time? I think I'm talking over you. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Daniel Pinchbeck in my movie says, no, dimensions. No, oh, no, somebody else says it. And, and Daniel says, yes, 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 you're right. Dimensions is not a good word. Uh, but, you know, whatever it is, whatever we're talking about. No, it was about, Daniel who corrected someone else. Someone else said densities and he, dan, uh, dimensions, and Daniel went, well, you know, really density is a better word, but no one seemed to hear him. Well, yes. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, but the actuality of, you know, the fact that we are uh, living in just one aspect of things, whatever you're going to call it, and there are these other aspects, and they're not just made up, you know, because... Uh, they have been touched by um, creatures, you know, by human beings, excuse me, uh, from such different time periods and different, you know, that it's just testimony to the fact that there's a reality to, to, to um, you know, actual densities, you know, uh, aside from our own. 
and I I just find this fascinating. I I actually, you know, if I could have made a longer movie, I would have pulled in some of that information about the psychedelic realms and you know because we're really talking about reality beyond the 3d that you know is so familiar to us and that we take so for granted like oh well you know this we know i mean it's rather miraculous just life itself is rather miraculous but we lose touch with that because that that's our known uh but there is you know more to it more to the universe that is intelligent and that is organized uh than our little simple 3d reality here and so you know, that's really what I'm interested in. That's why I'm interested in the crop circles. It isn't just, oh, crop circles are pretty or interesting or unusual or whatever. No, no, they're they're openers of the mind to a bigger reality, which we are, we are really so uh, in need of tuning into. You know, we're in such difficulty. We've hit walls here. Uh, we've gone, you know, in some sense as far as we can go with our current worldview and it, we're eating ourselves at this point. So anything that can open our minds to something bigger uh, is uh, fascinating to me. And, you know, it is really why I'm so plugged into the circles. Uh, I can just picture a world that it is thinking differently, you know, is open to um, something that is embraces us rather than just the difficult reality in which we're struggling so for you know we're struggling with nature we're struggling with each other and you know what what can open us to something that is glorious and beautiful and that's why in a way it's also not in a way it's so frustrating that the establishment if you will um is so um hostile to or no that that's not quite the right word the media for instance um uh ignores the circles uh, as opposed to being curious about them i mean worst that can happen if they really were curious if the world were really curious worst that can happen is oh it turns out to be nothing it's just a bunch of people going out in the fields but if it turned out to be what it what the evidence actually points to which is it's not a bunch of people going out in the fields uh it would be such a positive influence on us that it's like oh i just you know I just chomp at the bit. How can I break through here? How can I deliver this? How can I, you know, because whenever people see my movie, uh, people who are really unfamiliar with what's going on, it really blows their minds. You know, we were just in New York for a week. We played at the Quad um, Cinema, and where we got, by the way, a very good review in the New York Times, which is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful blessing. Uh, but a lot of people there, that that's the... Uh, the most significant time that a broad general audience came uh, got an exposure to the movie. We're very, very popular with all the alternative world. The movie is very well circulated there. But this was a chance for um, people who didn't know what, anything about the phenomenon. And we did Q&As after we ran for a week there, and e- there were two evening shows uh, and we did Q&A after each of them. And, you know, and this has just shocked me, actually. Nobody left after the movie. I, You know, I'm in Hollywood. I go to a lot of screenings, and there's a lot of Q&As, and half the audience leaves. Uh, they they came to see the movie. They don't care what anybody says about it. But it it just it surprised me so that nobody left. Um, everybody stayed for the Q&As. And, in fact, each time... They had to remove us from the theater because either the next show was starting or they were closing the theater at the end of the you know the second show, evening show. Uh, people just were, were, were they stayed. They were curious. They were and and so many of them said, "Oh, I had no idea." You know, it was just shocking to them that something so fascinating was going on that they'd never even heard of. So um, I got my work cut out for me, Lois. <laughs> I, we both well, do. Indeed, and it's fun work, too, and we're lucky to have this kind of work and to have the courage to pursue it. Uh, Would you be interested in talking maybe a minute about some of the healings that have occurred spontaneously inside the the formations? Indeed, we do speak of some of that in the movie. In fact, um, 
you wouldn't want to go to the circles like you go to Lourdes. You know, you you expect that uh, all around you people are going to be uh, saved or healed. You you wouldn't go to the circles that way. But strange things happen in them that you know seem to be that seem to be. I mean, they would be a function of something we can't explain, and uh, that has been one of the aspects of it where people are physically affected. Uh, I was somewhat reluctant to put some stories in the movie because I thought people would find them too um, off the wall, you know. Would people really believe things that were so really inexplicable and bizarre? And my criteria myself for putting them in the movie, things in, some of the things in the movie, was that I knew the people that were involved in them, um, all the people that I speak to in the movie, the movie has a flavor of intimacy about it that's not um, the way most movies are where you go and interview people for your subject. Well, I'm part of that world, so my uh, cameras were kind of catching conversation rather than staging conversation in many instances. And um, so when some of these just, you know, beyond the beyond kind of stories... Uh, they weren't third-hand. They weren't, I heard this or I read this. They were, I was doing this. So, in fact, one of the stories that we tell, one of the main researchers, somebody I totally, you know, respect and uh, believe, uh, was telling about carrying a wheelchair down to the formation with some other people, um, a woman who had not walked for years, actually. And uh, I didn't put the whole story in because I thought, oh, I'm I can't put this whole thing in. People will really not believe it. She was running around in the formation. I didn't have the running around part. I just cut to the part where they said they carried the wheelchair back and she walked back. Um, well, hello. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I if somebody had given me that story third hand, I would have said, come on, you know. But the person who carried the wheelchair is the one who tells the story. So indeed, I mean, that's kind of in some category where you might also lump batteries failing. You know, brand new battery happens a lot, not all the time, but a lot, more so than the healings, in fact. Um, Cell phones not working inside the circle, but working outside the circle. I thought that was fascinating. Again, those are the stories I only had the people to whom it happened tell the stories, you know, about... uh, the cameras that fail, um, the the, uh, film crew that um, came into the farmer's field and they got back to their studio um, and there was only white light on the film, never, ever happened before, that kind of thing. Frequent electromagnetic disturbance, that is not infrequent, that's frequent. Um, So, you know, that's, of course, our sign that these are not uh, things that have been stomped down by people. I mean, there'd just be no reason for that kind of uh, physical effect uh, on things. Something something has happened that we can't explain again. Um, so, you know, we're we're very grateful for, for those things. Sorry about that for you people whose cameras whose batteries fail. But it's such a wonderful authentication of the fact that we have something truly mysterious going on, inexplicable going on. Mm-hmm. And the, there are many scientists, additionally, and as it shows in the film, who have studied what happens in an authentic formation like the bulging of the uh, stems of the crops uh, where they are bent. And all kind, there's all kinds of scientific confirmation so that you can tell a real one from a not real one if you take the time to study it. Uh, but I want to, but before we run out of time, we've only got about ten minutes left. I would like to ask some questions about Italy. Whereabouts in Italy are these formations showing up? You know something I don't know. You're going to have to go online for that. Um, they there there is some um, kind of popular areas there. I know I have an international montage in my movie. The movie's all shot in England. All the people are in England. But we do one montage where we show you because it's been in forty other countries. And uh, so we have a representative sample. And um, there's um, a a town called Perino. I don't even know where it is, but I know that we have one of the circles uh, in our montage is Perino. And 
I was just noticing uh, in you know reading online of what's going on as circles come in that there's there's uh, circle activity there as well. So they're hitting that you know I don't know if it's all concentrated in one spot or not. I actually I just need to learn more. I just know that Italy is getting some really good ones now. So I can't tell you that. I do want to say one thing about go back to science though. If you get on my blog, I've just posted yesterday I think uh, something a NASA scientist that I was connected to um who's totally enamored of the circles and he's running uh he's still very much involved with NASA he's not speaking about the circles on behalf of NASA but he's on he's willing to speak about his interest and um he's one of the project managers for the space station now i mean he's a really important guy and it was like whoa let me talk to him and so we've now become correspondents he and i and um, I posted his writing uh, on the conversation dot org. It's the top item on my blog now, so people might want to take a look at what a really working scientist uh, it has to say. Not, not that he's done the experiments. That's bltresearch.com. That's where you find all the scientific reports about the actual studies that have been done with scientific protocol. He's just a scientist uh, of some significance who is uh enamored of the circles and you know we like that we that 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 uh you know anything that that serves to um authenticate the phenomenon is a blessing because we have so much media uh ignorance and ignore and the 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 phenomenon is basically ignored and when it's not ignored it has it's treated very skeptically so anything that comes that gives the um, alternative to that, you know, we're very happy for. So I was very happy to find this lovely person. His name is Alan Holt. So theconversation.org, and 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 you can also reach my com- where you where my DVD is at um, CropCircleMovie.com from theconversation.org. So okay, so, you wanted I'm- more questions. I can't. I can't no, well, tell you any more about Italy. Sorry. No, I want to tell you what I've just found out. I I got on the uh, I got on Google and I found EarthFiles.com, which I believe is Linda Moulton House. It is. But it is and she's yeah. got pictures of the ones, the recent ones, this late June, in Perino, which is 12 miles south east of Turin, T-U-R-I-N, Italy. Where the shroud comes from. Yep. Yeah. 12 miles southeast of Turin. And there's this gorgeous one. It's a seven-pointed star around a ring with a ring in its center, and then it's got seven petals outside that. It, it's just stunning. It's as nice as anything you've ever seen in England. Yeah, that I'm, that's what I said. There, Italy is becoming awesome. a, a hot spot, right. One on the 13th, another on the 20th. Uh, <clears throat> so there are some images there. And um, yeah, Linda tracks uh, a lot of a lot of what goes on, and 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 uh, she's always writing about them. So you know, you don't just see sometimes on the on CropCircleConnector.com, all there are pictures. There's nobody saying anything, but Linda has a lot of commentary to make. So EarthFiles.com indeed is a good spot to go to. Mhm. So if anybody's curious about where to go see a crop circle, do you, do you suppose they're still around or? I wonder if they cut them down there. In Italy? No, no, no. In I Italy. Think, I think it's the same thing. I think, you know, they, 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 um, I have, I have not, oh, you mean, yeah, the farmers the have also become somewhat resistant now in uh, England. Just, you know, the energy is just so jangly uh, in all kinds of ways. But I haven't heard that about Italy at all. I haven't heard that, you know, there's any kind of foment or, you know, upset or what have you. So I think we've got, you know, just a new lovely landscape for uh, these things to appear. Awesome, awesome. And you know, <laughs> also one thing, another thing to say about Italy is that it, 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 that's characteristic of the phenomenon. Um, it seems to respond to interest. Uh, it goes back hundreds of years in little flurries that you can find uh, as you study, you know, the literature of the world, whatever. Um, Every hundred years or so, you can find some outcropping of outcropping <laughs> word for crop circles of information that appeared somewhere that you read it. They don't they weren't called crop circles; they were named that in the modern era. But you go, oh, they're talking about crop circles, and um, 
And then the flurry would just be a flurry and would disappear for another hundred years, and then you'd find something else. And in the modern era, as the flurry started in the 70s, it didn't go away. More and more people became interested, and the more interest there is, the phenomenon seems to say, oh, now you're ready for me. You know, you're there. You're interested in me. Oh, I'll do more for you. Well, Italy seemed to be the same situation where they, you know, were not the recipient of any number of formations that was significant uh, until some Italians were visiting England and then went back to Italy and started creating events that were just, you know, not 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 because the phenomenon was there, but because there was a phenomenon, and they were creating conference that kind of things or symposium kind of things, and all of a sudden, oh look. It's almost like the phenomenon said, look, we have some a new playground. People are interested, and um, they show up. So, I mean, so like, they respond to consciousness. Yes, 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 yes. Well okay. put. <laughs> Simply well put, right. I think that's true. Okay. I just want to be sure and get that in. A lot of things respond to group consciousness. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, our unseen world has play in it. It's real, you know, so if energy's there, energy shows up. Um, all arguments for all of us to wise up, open our minds, tune into the possibilities of the bigger reality uh, mm-hmm. can't hurt. So are you going over there this year? You know, I don't have a plan to. I almost, I go where the movie takes me. I'm actually in a festival in Berlin in the latter part of August that I may go to. Uh, my movies in a festival there. I almost got there with Rosie O'Donnell. Um, she discovered my movie, and um, she uh, spoke about it on her serious radio show. Told er, said everybody has to watch this movie, <laughs> and then had me on the show. And wow. um, we are planning. She's going to do a TV show on Oprah's network uh, that will be more like the daytime uh, talk show that she did on NBC. NBC, I think it was NBC. Uh, so that will be starting up uh, probably after the summer, and I presumably am going to be doing a show with her, and she was going to go to the circles with me. I had itinerary all mapped out, what have you, and then she she just was too um, enmeshed in getting her new show to happen. You know, didn't want to take the time away um, to go to England, but... Uh, uh, oh, I'm I'm so excited about having a celebrity who uh, likes the circles. We we've lacked for that. Strange, strange to me. You know, how come we don't have movie stars who, you know, it's so such a fascinating thing and fascinating to everybody and not beyond being fascinating to movie stars. But we don't. We we've never had them come over. They don't visit. And of course, movie stars can you know or 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 uh, media stars. Uh, can just be the mouthpieces that get attention uh, so that Rosie O'Donnell is interested is like incredibly thrilling to me. In fact, just her, you know, talking about it on a radio show, I, I, I got so many orders for DVDs. I couldn't believe how powerful uh, her voice is. So that She's interested in this. I'm thinking, oh, we've got a new platform here, you know, a new gateway to connect with the public. So this is this is the latest development that's very fascinating to me, thrilling that's to me. That's very exciting. And I think those things happen when the timing is right, you know. There's a period talked about UFOs and crop circles and you were a celebrity or anybody with a position of like a power and importance, and I'm putting that in quotes, it was a – it was a career killer, but I don't think it is anymore. And I'm going to predict that this Oprah Winfrey network is going to blow everything wide open as soon as they get it really rolling. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, from your lips to God's ear, as they say, uh, you know, may, may that really happen. And uh, certainly the uh, doorway that Rosie represents is, you know, substantial for uh, for this phenomenon. So... You know, we've got 60 seconds left, so if there's any one thing you want to say, we've just got a few seconds. Well, I just want to you know, encourage people. You'll see my trailer if you go to CropCircleMovie.com. By all means, do that. And uh, 
be aware that, you know, it's on iTunes and, uh, you know, all of my little package here, theconversation.org, will take you to this wonderful scientist uh, giving, uh, singing the praises of the circle phenomenon. So my soapbox, <laughs> and, and it's wonderful talking to you, Lois, because you're so Thank tuned you. in, really. It's just a Thanks. great pleasure. Thanks. And everybody, look for Suzanne on um, Rosie O'Donnell's new show on um, Oprah Network, OWN. Yeah, it will come great on. Great talking to you. Thank you so much for being here, and I want to thank everybody who came to listen. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>